Hey y'all, as many of you know, today I have a love after divorce success story for you. It is a series I do in my joy in the journey with Jen podcast. I am so excited to have Melanie Stroud on the podcast today and to talk to her about her journey to where she is now. But for those of you listening that don't know Melanie, um, would you introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I guess my life in a nutshell, you know, I got married when I was, you know, about 23, 24, had five children, was happily, happily, unhappily, I say happily married, but we fought bad from the beginning. You know, we probably would have benefited a lot from counseling and didn't really go um, enough, but my husband lost his faith about oh, 15 years into our marriage and no longer believed in God, no, no longer believed in anything. And it became an even more hostile environment. And that wasn't the reason we got divorced. Uh, there was a lot of other things, but after 23 years, we were divorced. And all of a sudden I was a single mom. I had been a stay at home mom. I had had the luxury. My ex-husband was a dentist. And so I was able to stay home. I had a degree in special ed, but of course it was expired. And so all of a sudden I found myself not having my children every other week. And fortunately in my divorce, I had enough alimony there at the beginning that I didn't have to get right back to work. So I was like, I have no purpose here. I am every other week. I don't even have my children. So it was, um, you know, especially growing up in a faith-based, you know, household, you just didn't, you didn't expect your life was going to go this way, you know? Totally. And so it was just, I mean, that's my divorce life in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I understand. We all end up in a place we weren't planning on and it's, it's a difficult road, you know, difficult place to be. So did you think you would remarry in the beginning? Were you open to that idea? Um, I didn't, well, if I would have thought that way, I would have written my, my divorce. We would have done things differently <laughs> for sure. Because the year of alimony was not a good plan. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I joked when I got like six years of alimony or whatever, I was like, you know, spike can keep me warm for six years, you know? <laughs> and so I was not planning on getting married right away. And of course, like starting to date after 23 years was the worst. And so, no, I didn't think right off that I would, but I didn't, I didn't have this feeling like I'll never remarry. I just didn't think it would be that quick. Yeah. How long were you single? A year and maybe a year and four months or so. Wow. Not very long. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What advice would you give to someone who's newly divorced? and eager to jump into a relationship right after their divorce. Do you have any advice? I would give the best advice I think <laughs> that you can give is take care of yourself because I spent that year heavily in therapy, reading all sorts of self-help books, books about marriage. Um, obviously mm -hmm. it wasn't I think sometimes we like to get in this narrative where we're the victim of this terrible, you know, person that we were married to. And we all have to open our eyes and see what our part in it was, you know, because if you don't, then you're just going to take that same garbage into the next relationship. And I didn't want to do that. You know, so true. So 
I spent a lot of time prayer, you know, reading all this stuff, listening to all this stuff. And I had like little mantras, like written all over my walls in my mm. bathrooms. I had to, um, I had a Pinterest board set up that was like my broken heart. And I, you know, would read all these things and put stuff up, but I had one on the wall in my bathroom that is still there. And it said, I am the only person that can give my children a happy mother who loves life. And I think so often women get obsessed with talking bad about their ex being this big victim. And then who wants to marry that? So like, who wants to date this bitter? Like, oh, do you want to hear what my sister? And they can't get over it, you know? And there so was a true. lot of praying I had to do. Help me to forgive. I remember at the beginning, I was just like every day, like, help me not to be jealous. Help me not to be jealous because I was so afraid that for life I would just be jealous of the, you know, new woman he was with or whatever. And so I had to do a lot of that, but I got to a place where all that sad and all that, whatever it was about October. I got divorced in January is about October. I really felt like I'm good. I'm, I'm not jealous. I'm in a better place. I'm happy. I was able to really feel happiness and joy. And then like a month, two months later, I found my husband. And I think we've got to get ourselves to a happy, good place where we're going to attract happy, good men. Because when we're sour and we're broken, we're going to attract people who prey on broken women. We're going to attract jerks. And I think it, it's going to take work on yourself and a lot of humility, I think, to go, where was I astray? <laughs> totally. So true. That is so important. I really feel like even if you haven't decided if you want to get a divorce or not, I work with a lot of women that are in unhappy marriages and then they're looking for, you know, maybe an exit or, you know, excuse to get out. And I tell everyone the same thing. Like you need to be happy first. You right. get happy with the Lord. You get straight with God. You get yourself in a happy whole place and then make a decision about yeah. where you want to go. And even whether that means you're still married or post you know, divorce right. doesn't matter. You've got to get yourself to a happy, whole, healed place. Then you're going to make the best decisions. For right. Your life. And, and sometimes it's, ha it's hard to get to a happy, whole place in a bad marriage, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, yeah. and I would never, even to this day, like tell someone to get divorced. If you're married to a good man who treats you good, work it out because totally. you can get married the next time around to this honky young guy. <laughs> like I did, who's <laughs> super good and kind and righteous and all the things, but it's a, just a different set of hard. Totally. I mean, I get on a plane every single week, flying back and forth between Arizona and Georgia. It's you have stepkids, you have ex-wives and ex, I mean, it's crazy. And so don't just go, Oh, you know, like I'll get divorced and then have this lovely life because so true. it's just a different life. So true. I tell everyone there's no such thing as green grass. There's no. hard in this marriage. There's hard being single. There's hard in another marriage. It's just different hard. And there's no better person to come together with than the father of your children. So if yeah. it's possible, work it out. Like Serious. I am so pro marriage if, if it's at all possible. Cause and I'm pro <laughs> and I'm pro counseling. You know, my oh. ex-husband went like two times and hated it and wouldn't go. And, and when I remarried my current husband at the beginning, we did therapy together. We're yeah. both like, we're both wrecked. <laughs> Can you so please help us, help us go forward to 
address conflict differently, you know, like to do things. So true. Okay. So did you date anyone else in between before you met your husband now, like your second husband? Was there Yeah, just a little bit. I had, um, if you're looking for someone within your faith base, uh-huh. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> and so I met a couple guys through one of those like horrible dating apps. You know, mm-hmm. one of them was in Las Vegas that I became really good friends with. We talked all the time, but we didn't really meet up. I, the first date I went on was actually someone I saw in that app that I had dated in college. Oh, and I was like, Oh my gosh. So we went out and that was fun for me, but there wasn't any, it wasn't like, Ooh, you know, this is so great. And so I dated a couple people like that, but nothing like nothing serious. And I just like to mess with people on those apps. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I was like so sarcastic and crazy. And I don't think sarcasm transfers well, like yeah. written. So people <laughs> probably just thought I was like insane. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. What were you looking for the second time around? Did you have a list or how did you know what you're looking what for? What I wanted was kind. I just wanted somebody who would be kind and, um, and who loved the Lord. That, those are my two. And they had to be funny. Like there was <laughs> kind of course was at the top kind was at the top. And those were the three main things I was looking for. And honestly, I'm like, I don't care if this guy is big and hairy or whatever else, like <laughs> just give me a good kind guy. And they become more and more attractive, you know? Yeah. So I think, and that's the advice I give every girl looking to get married and everything like just find a kind guy because money comes and goes looks mm-hmm. come and go we all get old or get fat or whatever else but kindness that's what rises to the top oh so true that's beautiful for all of those people that don't know your love story and how you met your man tell us this story how did you meet and how did you decide to marry him and <laughs> well we love to say that we met at a family reunion in Alabama <laughs> because that makes you sound like a crazy redneck. So the first Thanksgiving, it was the first Thanksgiving after we had officially been divorced. And it was about a year, you know, after we'd been divorced and my ex-husband and his girlfriend were taking my kids to Mexico for the weekend. And my sister called me and said, Hey, we're having a family reunion for my husband's side of the family. They had a beach house in Alabama. And she said, do you want to come? And I already knew her husband's parents. You know, I had met them many times. I didn't know his brother um, and had met his sister like once. But I, you know, I was like, I don't want to stay home. So let's go. So I went out there and Shelby's husband's brother had just been recently divorced. And but he was four years younger than me. He lived in Georgia. So I didn't think a thing. Honestly, I was like, whatever. And when we got there, he was really quiet, didn't talk hardly at all. And so I was just like, you know, (laughs) plopping my body down on the beach, not caring, no makeup in the morning, crazy hair. Like I'm not here to impress this guy. And I actually been talking on the phone to someone who lived in Seattle that I was going up to see when I got back. Um, No, Portland, Oregon, somewhere up there. Anyway, that I was going to go see and I was talking to that guy on the phone. So it really wasn't, you know, whatever. And then by the end of the week, we had just all started having fun. He started opening up a little bit more. And my sister was like, I haven't seen this guy because <laughs> he had been in such a hard relationship for so long. And he had been kind of really beat down yeah. that 
she didn't know like happy, crazy Shane. And, and so by the end of the week, she was like, this is interesting, you know? So then when we left, I think we messaged once on Facebook, like, Hey, if there's, you know, if you want to talk about anything and then we started texting and then we started calling and FaceTiming and we didn't tell our siblings about Ah. it at first because I didn't want their biases and neither did he, you know, like coming in, like, let's just kind of see. And then he came for Christmas and was only going to stay a couple of days and then stayed like two weeks because he didn't have his kids and blah, 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 speed forward. And it was kind of cool because he sounds and looks a lot like my sister's husband. Right. So he was almost familiar to my kids, you know, like he looked like their uncle Jamie. And and so I don't know, it was so we kind of hit it off right from the beginning. Wow, that's awesome. How did you guys decide to get married? Well, that was tricky because he lives in Georgia and I live in Arizona and he has custody of his kids out there. And I had custody of my kids every week here and we couldn't figure out how to work that out because my husband has a dental practice here. So obviously he can't leave town and his wife wasn't going to move. And so I actually prayed a lot. We prayed a lot and I went, I went to the temple, um, you know, in our religion, I went and I was reading scriptures there and opened a scripture to something that was like a way will be provided in the Eastern land or something. And I just had this peace flood over me, like this is going to work out. But I was like, financially, how do I stop getting this gigantic alimony payment from my ex-husband? We're going to have to have plane flights. We're going to have to do all this. Like, how do we do this? And my current husband has a good job, but he's paying half his money to his ex-wife, you know? So I was like, ah, and I just kept feeling like a way will be provided, a way will be provided. And so I was, I was expecting someone to just be like, Hey, we're going on a mission. Will you live in our house? Or, Oh, I own a private jet. I'll fly you back and forth or whatever, you know? Yes. That just came to me one day, um, on how to make finances work with my ex-husband and we talked and it worked and it was, um, I just felt like there was just a lot of prayer because I wouldn't have made that leap because it's a crazy life. But I just felt like one thing after another, heavenly father just said, you know, this is this. And I, and the last thing is I was reading and I was praying and I'm, I fully believe that we can get inspiration from God when we pray and then read the scriptures. I think we just, it's been amazing, like how specific answers we find, but I was really praying about it and I opened it up. Um, and I don't, I'm not exactly sure where I was, but it just said, he is a good man. And I just was filled like head to toe with the spirit. And I just thought I, we have to make this work. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. (laughs) Hopefully your second marriage is a lot better than your first. How is it better? It's better. um, It's a hard, it's a hard way. I don't want to like throw anyone under the bus or, you know, like it's hard to say, how is it better? I'll tell you how it's good. Um, We help each other. You know, we both I think he did a lot in his marriage and I did a lot in my marriage and we came in our first marriages and we came back from the lake one day and he's putting stuff away and I'm putting stuff away and you know, like we're working together and then we're done like 20 minutes later and we're like, this is amazing. (laughs) Like working together, you know? And so that's been really cool. He's um, really handy, built us a tree house down by the, you know, 
river and we have a fun property there and he likes to do a lot of the same things I like to do. He'll play cards with me, you know, and, um, he's just very gentle, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that's nice. We don't get in like big old fights. We just, it's peaceable. It's very peaceful, you know? Oh, that's awesome. I love that. If you could go back and give yourself some advice, like on the day you were divorced, because that's a hard day. You and I both know, like you get married, you dream of wedding day. You dream, you think about it your whole life when you're a little girl, you never think of that day. And you never even contemplate it when you get married, that one day you could be at a courthouse standing with that person in front of a judge and like, just dissolving everything you built. And it's, it's a hard day. And right. so if you could go back and give yourself advice on that day or offer advice to other women on that day, what would it be? You know, I read something as, and like I said, I just read all, like, I just got in there, like happy quotes about divorce or whatever, you <laughs> know, like, and I had been constantly trying to fill myself with that stuff. And I had read something that came to my mind that day and over and over that someone said, like, you're not always going to feel this way. You're not always going to be so sad. And I believe that I believe that statement. And even though it was written just like on a, a little meme, you know, like it wasn't somebody I knew that said that to me, I had that hope. Like, it's not, I'm not always going to be this sad because I remember it wasn't that night, but it was as it was winding up, you know, um, I remember just laying on my bed one night in despair, like just crying so hard. Like I miss my kids. I what have I done? Yeah. And and that thought just kept coming. You're not always going to feel this sad. Right. Oh, it's beautiful. Good. I know. I know <laughs> that thought. I know that feeling too. All right. What relationship, um, what role did your relationship with God have to do in getting you through this or your faith? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. I, I talk about how. I like to turn to the scriptures when I'm sad or when I'm upset. And I swear every time I was sad, I would just open the scriptures and I would read like, don't be sad. This is going to happen. Or I promised you this. Don't you remember? And always I found peace and direction. And I had a crazy experience where in the scriptures, like a direct answer to my prayer. I didn't know what house to buy. I didn't know what to do. And I had this feeling like buy this house and the the scriptures were basically like buy it now. And I, it was so strange and it was so specific. So I bought this house and I ended up in a congregation with a woman who just took care of me. She was a lot younger than me. She had little kids. And every week at the beginning of the week, when I would send my kids back to their dad, she would say, she'd send me a text that said like, Monday, we're eating at six, Tuesday, we're eating at five, Wednesday, there's a place set at our table every day. She would call me on holidays, like on Halloween, when I didn't have my kids and ask me to go trick or treating with her family. I kind of was a crazy aunt to those (laughs) little kids because she's way younger than me, probably 20, 30 years younger than me, you know, and not 30, but she's (laughs) quite a lot younger than me. And I think I moved into this area so that she could help me through that hard. And like her kids would like wait and save a spot for me at church. So I didn't have to sit by myself. And, and the Lord directed me to this house for that reason. And so I was prayerful in everything, 
everything, everything. And especially when I would get sad, I would just pray and open the scriptures and I would always find comfort and direction. It's like magical. (laughs) And for members of our church, go to the temple and open the scriptures. It's like the most magical elixir ever because you'll find, (laughs) you'll just find answers and hope and peace. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so wonderful. Well, that's all the questions I had for you. Is there anything else that you like to tell people or any advice you would have that I didn't ask you about anything comes to mind? Yeah, I think after divorce, I think it's really important to come to a place where you can forgive your ex. And, and if there isn't anything to forgive, I mean, there always is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. be nice to their dad. Don't talk crap to their dad because Mm -hmm. Um, it's their dad. Mm -hmm. So anytime you say something bad about their dad, they have that blood in them too, you know, and I want them to have a relationship with their dad. Like the best thing you can have is a mom and a dad. And so if I have to go to this yucky place where I have to split from their dad, I don't want to take them from their dad. I don't want to say bad things about their dad all the time. And in the end, like I've had some bad examples in my life that I've seen. And the women that are so critical and negative and always have something bad to say about dad, the kids end up liking dad better. The kids can see through it. And sometimes we want to make our ex a villain so that we can justify our divorce or our whatever. But all you're doing is making yourself a villain when you do that, you know, and that you in that bitter, ugly state. And I always say to people too, this is probably my best advice beyond just be happy, just take care of yourself. You know, happiness attracts happiness. Goodness attracts goodness. And every happy occasion in your children's life is going to include both of you. Yeah. So make friends so that you can sit by them at the basketball game so that you can be with them at the wedding and not snarling over there. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want my kids' weddings to be ugly events. I want them to be beautiful and they're going to be ugly if I'm snarly. And so I just have to get over it get over it. Even if he did all the horrible things to you, pray to God and ask him to help you soften your heart and forgive for your children. Do it for your children, but do it for you. Like who wants to be filled with snarly your whole life? Like get over it. Like, I just want to, I love him. I'll always love him. Yeah. I was with him for a long time. And even though it didn't end the way I wanted, he's a good dad. And I'm grateful that he has stepped it up as a good dad and that he loves them. And I want my kids to love him too. And I don't want to hate him. Yeah. It's beautiful. says a lot about your, your faith and um, strength to, you know, be willing to work towards that. It doesn't come easily. It doesn't come. Something you have to work at and try to do. And I told you, I prayed all the time, like, help me not to be jealous. Help me not to be mad. Help Mm -hmm. me not to talk bad, you know? And at the beginning, I'm not saying I was always perfect about it, but I tried. And now that I've become way more cognizant of it, I try so hard to just be as good as I can in talking to everybody about, I'm like, I don't, I try to, you know, just say what I see. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it's hard. It's so hard. Okay. And someone on the first day are like, Oh, what are you telling me about being starling? He did not. <laughs> so true. And, and it takes that was time. my advice for the first day. <laughs> but but if you can start off just making a goal, like I'm not gonna talk bad about their dad. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because so that is true. hard and it takes a while. It definitely just pray your head off. <laughs> yeah, so true. And sometimes it just means 
don't talk, don't talk yeah. about them. You know, yes, yeah. you have to have a dartboard in your closet with this picture, you know, like that you like spread your clothes apart and throw the darts at it. And then when your kids come, like, oh, I'm glad you had fun with dad and his girlfriend, you know, that's fine. But, so but you know, do what you have to do in your closets, but yes. yeah, put your smiles on as much as you can. And it's um, hard, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm definitely not perfect at it, but. Yeah. It was a goal. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's beautiful, inspirational. I love it. I know it will help so many other people. Oh, I hope so. I hope yes. so. And I hope it didn't sound like I was so, oh, I don't know. It sounded a little bit like, oh, forgive everything. Be a <laughs> magical person. And, and I'm not saying that at all. I, I definitely feel like without God, I would have been the bitter ball of hate in the corner and mm -hmm. I wouldn't have changed and I wouldn't have moved forward because I would have been so stuck on being mad. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we have the capacity as humans to get rid of all that hurt on our own. Yeah. Oh, so true. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share this episode with a friend so we can help women all over the world find hope and healing in their lives. If you're ready to dive deeper into this work and learn the tools and the skills that you need to change the trajectory of your life forever, go to ldsdivorce.com and join my Joy in Your Journey program. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.